0: watching squid game on netflix
1: is that all subtitles
0: you can do like um and get it like uh, the overdub like michael winslow and police academy <laughs> yeah
1: <but that's, laughs> stuff like that that's I'
0: so distracting th- that's why i didn't do it so i am i am going through the subtitle oh, version yeah, yeah. and i'm in the middle of the third episode right at the end of the third episode i just started it yesterday or the day before it's as good as people say it is if you can get past that it's really it's a really interesting social commentary on what people will put themselves through to improve their situation and the love for all, the almighty dollar. Yeah. It's really interesting.
1: I just I, there was that one uh, World War II movie, I think it's Sands of Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. And that's all subtitles. Oh, that's from right, the yes. Japanese I remember seeing started. that. Yes. I watched that movie and I vowed never again.
0: Never a subtitle movie. Good movie, movies,
1: you know, but I, I I had the worst headache after trying to read that. Just keep it, going. I probably going. should have turned it into, like, a five-hour movie so I could just read it and understand what the hell they're yeah, saying.
0: I mean, like, that's a really good point. Like, they have to factor in, like, are you watching yeah, what's I'm, happening I'm watching on the, the screen? Or are you watching the words? Because then you're missing what's happening. Yeah, Like, the dialogue's got to be slow enough where you stop speaking, and then you can switch to the screen, and then way start speaking, you go back to the dialogue. What was that movie, like, oh, God, it was, like, 15, 20 years ago, where it was subtitled and the guy won and I think it was Life is Beautiful and he jumped up on the chair at the Oscars or whatever, went crazy, I can't remember what his name was, but it was one of those where it's like, I understand that that's probably a really good
1: movie. Just never going to watch it. Probably not going to watch it. It's like that one movie where the lady falls in love with the fish guy. Oh! Like, um, like never watching it. Oh, Don't care. Uh, the, Don't well, even care what it's called. Uh, not watching it. Never. I. Uh, no, not Aquaman. Water.
0: Some. I. Uh, I know what you're talking yeah, it's about, just but stupid. Is Parasite that? Because then people talk about that. It was being good. I think that was maybe sometime. I. I haven't dove in, but it was one of those things where it's like I know it's a series. If I can't get through the first episode, or I want to ditch it after the first episode, then I will.
1: It got me to hang around. If there's not aliens or shit blowing up or Keanu Reeves with a million headshots, I ain't watching it. It just ain't that much anymore well, that gets me interested from a movie standpoint. Okay. It's just not. I <laughs> All the good movies were have already been made, I feel like. I think you're probably you know? right. We've kind of seen them. I think you're probably right
0: because now they're just versions and remakes. And yeah, it's like the new off-brand. Ghostbusters coming out.
1: It's like, yeah, I'm, it's kind of interesting, but it's like, yeah, but I've seen the first two, and they're going to be better than this. Did you Even ever, the second one's better than
0: this. Have you ever watched the third, the, the all one? I did one? watch
1: it once, and I, yeah, bad. Same. Bad, bad, bad. Same.
0: Bad, bad, bad. I watched the the Oceans movie, too, which they didn't need to make. Yeah, I did not. Will not. Won't. <laughs> All right. Well, we're kicking off the intentional foul with some, uh, some social uh, uh, commentary about um, subtitled projects and bad films and the state of the uh, Hollywood industry as we know it. Uh, well, let's do some sports. We're going to talk some NFL, obviously Packers and bears, some week seven res- results. Did I see that the super early lines are already out for week nine? How far in advance do they predict this stuff? Like they're already talking about the Packers next week after this. Hmm. I don't know. i like
1: Thursday's not even here yet. I thought they usually, usually wait like until... week, week maybe two weeks. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I don't
0: know. Nothing even happened already, but they're already, they're already releasing the lines for, for next week uh college football going to the badger game this weekend for my birthday that'll be fun nice um but some baseball obviously world series starts tonight as we record this on a tuesday uh not late in the week as we did last week some nba and then some college hoops and we'll touch on a a little bit of local flavor which was has kind of been the uh, topic around town for boy how long is this being talked about out at the two years out at uptown janesville two years i think yeah and now it seems to be getting at least a little more traction than previously. So we'll touch on this uh, indoor sports complex, if you want to call it that. Uh, all that coming up, we'll start with the, uh, with the NFL and the Packers beating Washington. Um, even though it was only by two touchdowns, I felt it should have been a blowout. Totally.
1: Washington is terrible.
0: And I texted you. You and I were kind of talking during the game a little bit, as we sometimes do. And what I was reading going in, because I, I, did, I have not seen Washington play at all before this, but from what people that follow football say are, their lines are good. Their offensive and defensive lines are good. And normally what you hear from people is if you want to start improving, you have good offense and defensive lines. That's not the case because it seems like everybody else on the team is bad. So yeah. it do, so it doesn't really matter if you have decent lines, you got to have some talent at some other positions for sure. And I, I thought that they did, but they what, what was it the there was what three fumbles in a row, four fumbles in a row. And when you texted me, it's like can none of these guys hang on to the goddamn ball, <laughs> something like that. Um, I mean they 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 biffed inside the ten yard line. Um, well, yeah, what Heineke Washington goes to, down on the one. Like well, okay, now what do you th- okay. That was a topic as well. Nobody within sight could have reached the end zone. Maybe would have taken
1: a shot. Did he give himself up or did he dive? I, I don't know. I mean, what's I don't. It's hard to differentiate, really. I mean, because in college you're down, right? You're, when you're down, you're down, correct? In the NFL, he could have fallen down. What if he could he have tripped? Yeah he could have got back up and yep. ran in the end zone yes, so like because the know.
0: interpretation was you didn't give yourself up you just tripped yeah so i so if he would have dove and then rolled apparently but they ruled that he gave himself up which i thought was the I thought a that complete. was pretty silly
1: and then the very next play they fumble on the goal yes line. you know so
0: and and they and there was a, again another call and you and i had talked about that of or maybe i talked about this at work i think it was with somebody about if you're on, even though he was on top of a pile, it didn't seem like he was touching the ground. But yet, when he fumbled the ball and then got it back because he was touched, forward progress stops and whatever. Yeah, it's but just,
1: it, it's the it's my thing where I always just say football has too many rules. There's too yes. many if this is then that for me with that stuff. At
0: what point do you think that it's going to adversely affect you? People like you and me and the casual fan watching. To the point where the NFL is going to have to say, never, okay, never." then do you think it's ever going to improve?
1: No, no because people are obsessed with football. Right. And so. we and this, <laughs> even
0: though this is stupid and it yeah, sucks, yeah. we're just dealing with it, and therefore they don't have to do
1: anything. No, I mean, they could make some, it'd be like the pass interference uh, challenge thing that they did a couple years ago where everybody was mad, and then they put it in, and then nobody cared, and I don't even know if it's a thing anymore. I don't even know either. I don't. So. I
0: honestly don't. Um, all I know is that uh, is that Rodgers had a had a pretty good had a pretty good day. Um, threw touchdowns to three different guys. Tanyan finally had a had a good game or Tunyon, whatever you want to call him. Um, and it was just one of those things where okay, be happy to, to just get the win at this point. That's that's a team you should have beat. You did beat. Move on.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's just not a lot to take away. No. I mean, I. I they didn't run the ball very well, but Rodgers was good. They didn't run Rogers the ball very good. well, but like Heineke, Heineke gave them some problems. Yes. He's not that good, but he had like 280 in the air. I think he had 85 Almost on the ground. Him, yeah. So he gave them some problems, and that's why their next opponent, similar-style quarterback in Kyler Murray, I'll be interested to see how that defense stacks up against that kind of a player because – Um, you know, the, the Packers have had the fortune of not having to really face anybody any good at the quarterback position yet. I mean, Joe Burrow is, is, is getting to be a really good player. Um, but you know, he hasn't even played a full 16 games in his career yet. So he's still kind of learning on the fly as I saw in the bear game when he threw three picks and three throws, but that's going to change here coming forward as we we talked about in the last couple of weeks, but. You know, Green Bay's opponents so far are 19 and 27. That's their overall record. It's pretty bad. Then
0: they probably should be where they are right yeah, now. They should be 6 and, and 1. Yeah, and truthfully, they probably they should, should be, be seven, 7 and 0, 0 because
1: yeah. the Saints are 4 and 2, but you know, you win 13 to 10 against Geno Smith last night. I mean, that's just I don't know Somebody that's had about. to win. Well, not I guess not technically, but <laughs> um I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know the what Packers your, are a really difficult team to judge this far. Yes. You know, because I was texting with a buddy on Sunday and he's like, you have to say they're a top four team in the NFC. And I'm like, by virtual of may- what? maybe just the record, maybe. But I'm like, the Rams are six and one Tampa, six and one Arizona, seven and oh, Dallas is five and one. I'm not sure the Packers, they might be better than Dallas. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, at least I've seen Dallas play Tampa close. I saw Dallas go to the Chargers and win. So they, they've. There's, they've got a couple under their belt. The Packers don't have anything yet. and well, they're they are got the Rams and, in this, well, and
0: the Cardinals in this next stretch.
1: And, a, and they're going to have a gigantic excuse, too. COVID. Oh, of course.
0: Adams is out now. Yep. Their defensive coordinator is out. Alan Lazard got put on yep. COVID this afternoon. So now so, it's going
1: to be – I've already read some things that say if Rodgers goes in and wins – this game oh, against an undefeated be... team with these wide receivers, he's, he's the greatest yes, ever that's now. Right. He's better than Brady. Yes. And it's like, it's week seven. It's week eight. Whatever it is. Like, relax. And it's Arizona's <laughs> first loss. And that, it's Arizona. That, that, that doesn't mean they're... It's Arizona. Until they win a Super Bowl, I'm not going to buy them completely. I think they're really super talented. Don't get me wrong. Arizona. But, like... It's Arizona. It's Arizona, man. Going with the it's, track record until it's, it's, and Phil. it's yeah. Kingsbury is their coach. Like every single week they're in a coaching deficiency. That's tough. <laughs> so I mean, trust me, as a Bear fan, I know how tough this is and a coaching deficiency. But <laughs> but yeah, kind of you know, wake me up, you know, Thursday night.
0: After all this stuff.
1: You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see them play against a legitimate high powered offense. I want to see what this defense does. Um I think the offense is. I think the offense will be fine. Really? Yeah. I think Rogers will. Uh, the, you'll see more Aaron Jones. You're going to see more Dylan. They're going to probably run the ball more. You're going to see more throws to those guys. You're going to see Tanya use more.
0: It's one thing we haven't seen a lot this year because I think he's going to Adams. I mean, once out of every mm-hmm. two passes, Jones was really good out really of the backfield last year. Really good. That's why he had a ton of total yards. Yep. We haven't seen that a whole lot no, for whatever not, we that, haven't put in these wrinkles. I think
1: that's something you will see on Thursday.
0: I think it's going to have to be out of necessity more mm-hmm. than anything. Because yeah. if valdez if Scanling doesn't if, come back, if, you're out your one, two, and three receivers.
1: If you are if you want to think outside the box, you could play Aaron Jones at receiver or put oh, him in the slot on occasion. Him, put him out. and put Dylan behind you. Yes. So there's a lot of things they can do. I think offensively they will be okay. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, in Arizona offensively, I mean... We'll get to the, some of the scores, but they were getting shut out for like a quarter and a half by Houston on Sunday. They ended up with thirty one, mm-hmm. but nope. you know they're not exactly the ninety nine Rams. <laughs> it's just so it
0: also just shows you how much teams can can put up on somebody depending on how things go your mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah. Well,
1: speaking of that, we'll get to that in the next game.
0: Sure. <laughs> As uh, Chicago goes down to Tampa Bay and. Doesn't even get a touchdown out of it,
1: and you've got five turnovers by your quarterback. They pooped the bed, rolled around in it, got up, didn't take a shower, went to work, came home, went back in the same bed, and rolled around in it again. Oh, my God, that's awful. That's what they did on Sunday. That's
0: not attractive to hear and visualize. Thank you for Did you
1: watch the game? Yeah, a little bit of it. That was pretty much what I saw. A lot of bed pooping. So now what's,
0: I mean, Bear fan is this. I mean, you didn't expect much at the beginning of the season. No. no. So where, where are you at right now, well, even I, after this? I'm not. It's not like I'm
1: flipping out pissed off. I want them to lose these games. Right, but lose like that? No, no. You, that's you, what I mean. You're the football, you're a laughing stock in the NFL right now. I don't care that you're three and four. That means nothing. Again, it's, you know, you, you get lucky as shit. In that Bengal game, when Burrow throws three picks in three, pa- in three attempts. Like, he'll never do that again in his career. You got lucky as hell to win that game. You played the uh, the Raiders when all that Gruden shit was yep. going on. You got lucky there, and I don't even remember who their other one was. It Was it Detroit? That sounds right. Yeah. They, they haven't won a game. Correct. So I don't care what your record is. But, again, they don't look like they know what they're doing the coaching staff is got to be among the worst in the in, in football i mean i don't even i don't even think it's an argument i mean you know sending fields out there and you know your lines banged up your the best guy on your offensive line is 39 year old jason <laughs> peters who you who you pulled off of a, a fishing boat you have a fourth or fifth string right tackle in this game and you don't bring any help for him. You've got Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul and this Tampa D-line that's one of the best in football. Singled up on these guys on your line like it makes no sense. Like bring in a tight end to chip do, do some misdirection stuff like you're screwing your you're screwing your your calls up on your protection to start. It comes out after the game that for the second week in a row, Justin Fields tries an Aaron Rodgers quick snap and ends up throwing an interception. And both times, no flag comes out. The first time, last week against the Packers, the refs just missed it. Mm -hmm. This week, he says in the game that the coach in the headset told him to quick snap it because there were 12 guys on the field. He quick snapped it, and he said, my line wasn't ready, so because they weren't ready, I was about to get mauled. So he, like, trips and falls the wide receivers aren't ready so they get a late break. Allen Robinson falls down. He throws it. It's a pick. It was 7-0 nothing at the time. Brady goes down 40 yards, scores another touchdown. The game's over. And that's a call that he is saying came from his coaching staff. You can't make those. You can't you can't make those mistakes. Like you know, the Bears margin for error to even be competitive in that game is razor thin. And you just can't make those mistakes. Um, You know, Fields was bad on, on his own right. He still holds the ball too long. He threw three picks. He fumbled twice. He had five turnovers. Um, but he's not getting any help from anybody. You know, Allen Robinson's falling down. Like, he can't do you know, um, he's got a third-string rookie running back in there who's missing blocks. He doesn't have David Montgomery or, or Damian Williams in there who have been in the league for three-plus years. He's got a dude playing starting a second game. Um, the line's a disaster, and it has been for the last couple of years. Regardless of the quarterback, whether it's Trubisky or whether it was Foles or whether it's Ben Fields, we're just constantly seeing these guys flat on their back. Um, I heard some interesting stats today. So Fields has only started four games. He leads the NFL in sacks. He's been sacked twenty-two times. So
0: it's him. It's not the co- the Bears as a collective.
1: Well, he himself has been sacked twenty two times. I don't know how many so Dalton. That's, that's what I mean. Just Fields, yeah. So he, he's the most he, sacked quarterback, and he's only started four games. Yikes. Um, he's been sacked on fourteen and a half percent of his dropbacks. No other quarterback in the league is above ten percent. <laughs> and he and the Bears are thirty first in pass attempts. Now think about that. He's being sacked the most by any quarterback on dropbacks. And they throw the least amount of drop back passes. That's where this team is at right now. Um, I mean, you know, they Nagy in the post game again. I don't know why this guy keeps talking after the game because every time he does, he well, says something stupider.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to,
1: but yes, he said something. They said something about them getting their ass kicked, and his response was, "Well, you know, this team has grown really close over the last." 48 72 hours and we just got to stick together and blah 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 coach speak. Well that's great that you're all friends. <laughs> but do you have any pride? Because you're getting embarrassed in these games. You know, and the and it sucked even more as a bear fan because it's it's the 3:30 game. It's the it's the number 1 game on CBS. You got I, Nance and Romo in the booth. They're cracking jokes yeah, at your they team's are. expense. They,
0: you, I could tell the ba- they knew like what the hell yeah. are we doing this game for? I mean,
1: look, the people that run the Bears should be embarrassed by that by that performance. I mean, they've had two games this year in the Cleveland game and this Tampa game where they didn't even belong on the field with these teams. And Cleveland is good, but they're not that good. So. I, I don't know, man. I mean, Nag- Nagy's out with COVID. I'm not going to say that I hope bad things happen to him while he it's has it. Gun. But, you know, can you maybe just stay on that for a while? You know?
0: No, I, it's probably not going to happen. And they got the special teams guy, Chris Tabor. Okay. But, I mean, like, that's whatever. That's it's what not not.
1: There's nobody on that staff that has done a good job. Um, so so it doesn't, You know, the, even in the other thing, too. It's driving me crazy, and it just tells you how how poorly run they are um, from a from a coaching to a player standpoint. Every single week now, the defense is getting called for personal fouls and unsportsmanlike penalties after the play. What what happened in that? Game? There was just another one where uh, somebody, one of the Bears' D linemen, punched one of the uh, Tampa O linemen. And that just shows a lack of discipline. It shows sloppiness. It shows a lack of respect from the players to the coaching staff and even their, even their teammates when you're doing stuff like that. You saw this with the Packers late in the McCarthy era. Oh, where, God, where yes. It just, it just shows a lack of control mm-hmm. that the coach has anymore. And we're seeing it. We've seen it now three straight weeks with this team. It's always been on the defense. Those dudes are frustrated. They're watching this offense, and it's a joke. And then they go out, and you know most fans go thirty-eight to three. Boy, the Bears' defense sucks. It's like, no. no, man, the Tampa keeps getting the ball on their own thirty-seven. Right. They got Mike Evans, they got Chris Godwin, they got Cameron Bray. they got Fournette, they got uh, Ronald Jones, and oh yeah, they got Tom Brady. Chances are they're going to put those in the end zone. So I feel for those guys, man. But you can't be you can't be doing stupid shit just to spite your coach because you're really only hurting yourself in the long run. But at the end of the day, for me, the Bears are trying to serve two masters. Pace and Nagy are trying to keep their job. And therefore, they're worried about week-to-week football, where the franchise drafts Justin Fields, and they have to be looking at year-to-year football, long-term, down the road. And it's really, really hard to do both. It's hard to win now and play for the future. Because unless your team was really good when you brought in a quarterback, kind of like Seattle was with Russell Wilson. Otherwise, it's really, I mean, look at, look at Jacksonville. Look at the Jets. Look at Cincinnati last year. Look at the Dolphins. These teams that have these young quarterbacks, I mean, a guy like Herbert's kind of an anomaly. Most of these young quarterbacks we're seeing, we're seeing them struggle. They're struggling badly because their teams are shit. The guys around them are bad and they have to have a couple years to build this up. Urban Meyer, well, Jacksonville and the Jets, you know, their fan bases can get upset at the fact that they're 1 and 6 or whatever and and you know, the media is going to laugh at them and poke fun at them. Those teams are supposed to be 1 and 6. They're right. bad teams. That's why they had the top 2 picks. They need to be looking at what are they in 2024 and 25. That's what the Bears should be doing, but unfortunately, the two guys that are running the team are worried about right now.
0: So then, what happens? I guess from your perspective, then, because if you if you do something right now with a general manager and a coach, aren't you kind of caught in a little bit of a vicious cycle? Because you, are you going to have to preface it when you're looking for you guys, mean
1: fire them? Now? Yes, they're not going to fire.
0: Okay, them. but I'm I'm just saying, if you need something to happen and something to change, and you can think of no other guys to do that. You're going to saddle a general manager and or a coach that may not want this new quarterback that you just invested in. So now you're
1: back to the drawing board and you're probably putting yourself even further back. Well, this is why the Bears are a bad franchise, though, because they should have fired Pace and Nagy after last year. Right. But they went eight and eight and they snuck into the playoffs because the Cardinals melted down at the end of the year. And that allowed those guys that extra year. It's. It, it this is the kind of those are the kind of decisions that bad franchises make over and over and over you're seduced by mediocrity it's better than being shit we made a little bit of money we sold some tickets so we're going to bring these guys back when in fact you should have just cut your losses you know yeah maybe you would have hired a guy this year that didn't want fields and maybe we're watching Andy Dalton quarterback this team right now it's very possible but the bears are not going to fire Anybody until the end of the year because that's just not what they do historically. They've never done that, um, but again, I have no confidence that they're going to make the right decision on the next people <laughs> because they've they've proven that they they're, they can't do they it. can't do it. I mean, I think this team has won double digit games one time since they fired Lovey, and it was Nagy's first year. So. It's it's been track, a bad 10 years. Track record kind of speaks for itself. It sucks rooting for a shitty team, man. I mean, we know we got experience with the, the Brewers. Brewers and the Bucks. Yep. It sucks, man. Mm-hmm. And and the Bears are a shitty team. They're a shitty franchise. And I don't even know what to think of Fields. I really don't.
0: I don't think you can judge him because he's the body of work that he's shown you. I mean, it's his rookie year, and like you just explained, if you improve a lot of the things around him and put him up into and set him up into situations that give him an opportunity to succeed, now a lot of people will say, "Well, good quarterbacks will succeed in light of that." Not that, a rookie. That's a lot to he's overcome. A, he's
1: a rookie. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers could overcome some of that stuff, but he's a rookie. He's twenty-two years old. He's played four games. Like it's the same thing with Zach Wilson with the with the Jets. He's out now for a month. They can't they can't protect these guys. It's because they're shitty franchises. If you're gonna draft a quarterback, make sure you have a line. Make first. sure you have a line. Go out and spend some money on somebody. I mean, and that's the thing with these rookie quarterbacks, they're not making any money yet. You this is the time you have to go out and spend the money, but you can't spend a hundred million dollars on Robert Quinn. You can't be signing thirty two year old DNs to multi year contracts when you need line help and you have a young quarterback. It's just dumb, but that's what the Bears do.
0: All right, let's roll through some Week 7 stuff. Um, I don't even remember Thursday. I, I didn't really watch much of Cleveland De, and Denver.
1: Dearness, uh, yes, whatever his last name is, yes. just kicked the shit out of yes, Denver. Yes, he did.
0: So I, I do remember reading that on Friday morning. <laughs> um, what's going on with the Chiefs? Oof. Defense is not good. Derrick Henry, nice touchdown pass. I was, yeah. I was talking a to jump Be- pass. Yeah, I was talking to Beggs. Like, did you even see the play develop? Because who, who who's the quarterback for Tannehill? He all of a sudden ran and went in motion and left, and then they snapped it right to Henry, and he went up a couple steps. Nobody even went out to cover him. No, there's nobody even there. He could have just uh, stepped back, thrown it over there, and he could have w- crawled into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And he had another guy wide open uh, in the corner that was going to the corner. Nobody paid attention to him either. Soon as Henry got the ball, the entire defense just went. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody forgot about the fact that, oh, there's a guy running a pattern. He's a beast. But, I mean, so this kind of gives me a little bit of hope when the Packers go to Kansas City. The sure. fact that oh, I yeah. think the offense can put up some points. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and Kansas City's offense right now is really struggling. Um you know they went out they did go out and spend money on their line and those guys have not played well. I mean Mahomes has been getting his ass kicked. He got knocked out of the game on mm-hmm. Sunday. You know and I I mean he's really only got two guys. He's got Kelsey and Hill. And I mean Tyreek Hill's pretty much just a home run hitter and Kelsey's 32 man. Like he he's just not getting quite as open as he's been in the past and there's a shelf life. They don't have any running game. Um yeah, I, I think they're going to have a hard time making the playoffs.
0: Certainly seems like it right now. Yeah, um, I saw the Dolphins went up early on the Falcons, and somehow Atlanta managed to rally. I didn't watch any of that game. I was just kind of watching on on the ticker at the yeah, same time. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think I've, it showed up on Red Zone when the Falcons kicked the field goal to right. win. That was about all I saw.
0: Um, Patriots stomped the Jets. We already talked about the the Zach Wilson situation. Belichick
1: just loves beating the Jets. Dude. Oh, wouldn't
0: I mean, he just loves it. Don't you think it's easy? <laughs> like let's see how many points we can put up this time. Yeah,
1: when do you see an NFL team drop 54? That's pretty rare.
0: And they went out and they got Flacco last night the Jets or, did. or yeah. this morning yeah. for like a conditional 6th rounder or whatever. So I I don't know what that's going to It's not going to solve anything, but it's just a placeholder. Um Carolina didn't show up against the Giants.
1: No, Darnold got benched. Um I'm not sure they've won a game since McCaffrey's been out. They started 3 and 0. I think they've lost every game that since. Sounds
0: right. Um, a little bit of a surprise yeah. by the
1: Bengals, but th- this is kind of like the, hey, we're here and we're not messing around. Listen, I said last week if they beat the Ravens, I'd give them their due, and their due is earned. I mean, they, I, I was shocked by that score. It's a big score. I mean, to beat them is one thing, but they blew their ass out. At and home. Jamar yes. Chase went off. That dude is, is a stud.
0: Don't know anything about the Raiders and the Eagles other than Vegas won. I don't know if any of their side. Yeah, and they were blowing him out pretty good. Oh, so, I think so. Philly kind of got back in
1: it a yeah. little bit. Uh, Jalen Hurts is just I, I had concerns about him. He's I don't think he's that guy. He just you know they're gonna they, find they, out that he's not. They can't you know, then there's just not very it's a lot like the Bears. There's just not a dynamic offense at all.
0: Um in a matchup. Uh, of the awkwardness for the weekend, former quarterbacks facing each other with the Rams and the Lions, and Stafford gets the better of Goff,
1: and the Lions were up thirteen to three, which was crazy, but uh, yeah, couldn't hang on. Rams just too much, too much offense. So you said the Cardinals
0: were getting shut out in the by the at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, I think so. I think it was like three to
1: nothing or five to nothing or something like that.
0: I thought it was five to three at one point, yeah. and I kind of went. What, yeah, what inning weird. is it in? Yeah, because that was a Astros baseball game. Astros Diamondback score. game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, Tampa, we already talked about Chicago. I didn't watch any of the Sunday night game. No, I in missed Indian, most San of it. Fran. It was
1: a freaking monsoon. Um, But nice win for Indy. Kind of get them back yeah. in the mix.
0: And then I didn't watch any Monday night. No. At, at, I mean, if...
1: The Jameis-Geno Bowl, I, I did not tune I'm, in.
0: I wouldn't even have watched if, if Russell was the quarterback, so... All right, we move on to week eight. Um, starts tomorrow, or starts in two days, uh, Thursday night. We talked about the Packers and the Cardinals. Uh, now that um, Devontae and Lazard and whatever the line, I think it opened up at three and a half. It jumped to six and a half mm. for Arizona because they don't expect any of these guys to play, and the D coordinator is not going to be there. Which
1: I don't think. Well, is Adam still could, be, right? If he tests negative for, tomorrow and Thursday, he needs two
0: straight days of negative tests.
1: Yeah, so he so maybe
0: could, could be. be. I mean, yeah. if they get that back on Thursday morning and he jumps right in, sure. I don't know whether that's going to happen. I mean, if he tests positive tomorrow, it's pretty much over. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, finally, a, a decent Thursday mm-hmm. night game. Yeah. Uh, you know, 6-1 and 7-0 is is pretty decent. Um, Panthers and the Falcons, a battle of 3-4s. and fours. Next. Yeah, I mean... Somebody needs to get back to five hundred. Somebody if they get back to five
1: hundred and kind of get themselves back in the mix. Yep. I have a feeling it's going to be Atlanta. They've they've been playing a little better lately, and Carolina really seems to be real. And I don't even know who their backup is to Darnold. So I don't either. Um, the Bills are going to stomp the Dolphins. Yeah, and this and, could be a
0: Do you, I don't even know what the line is, but I isn't it double digits? I got to think. I would think yeah. so. Uh,
1: Bears and Niners. Yeah, and see, this is the problem. This is like a this is a perfect game. The Bears will end up winning. Because the 49ers stink. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is not very good. That team's everybody's hurt all the time. I
0: can't even fathom how the Bears would be four and four this season after all the all that I've watched from them.
1: Isn't it crazy? It is. That's why I'm saying like I don't really give a shit what your record is. Like you have to look at kind of past that who, who yes. you're who you're going up against. But it was funny. I was listening to a Simmons podcast and they were talking about Kyle Shanahan and and how he's got this genius label. He's actually like eight games under 500 as a head coach. And guys like Tony Sperano and Rex Ryan have higher winning percentages than Kyle Shanahan does.
0: And they're thought of as meatheads. Yeah.
1: You know. And it's it's funny. It's like the same thing with Nagy. Like Nagy's actually record is like around 500 and he's supposed to be a genius, but yet every year the Bears have the worst offense in football. <laughs> like it just doesn't Right. Like the pieces don't quite fit together there. I understand. Uh, Browns and Steelers. I just don't know who the hell's going to be playing for Cleveland this week. Like all their good guys, all their skill guys are hurt. Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, Pitt- Baker, I don't know. Pittsburgh's bad.
1: Sounds like Chubb's going to play, but, um, hunts so, out for a while. So they
0: pulled Baker on like Wednesday night or Thursday morning last week before the game. But I haven't heard anything
1: about him this week. No. Um, I mean, I thought he had a torn labrum. Know. But it's in his non. But non throwing shoulder. shoulder, right? But still, I mean, I can't imagine falling on that.
0: No, twelve it's gonna, times a game is going to do any good. You can't protect that very well. No, um, Detroit finally going to win one? Is this is this a possibility? You would, you would think so. Philadelphia,
1: two- Philadelphia has always also got to be going. Man, we if we don't get this one, this is kind of the this is kind of our season here. Yes, um, Titans at. The Colts this game has an opportunity to be kind of sneaky good. Big game. Um, Tennessee's up two on them in the in the standings. So you know if they go on the road and win this game and go up three, that may wrap the division up here, barring injury, of course. But if Indy wins, you know game back back to five hundred, you're right in the mix. Bengals at the Jets. Cincinnati already
0: coming off one big road win. That was against a hard team. Now it gets a little easier yeah, on the road. Yeah. And now you're going to get week one of Joe Flacco and a new team. Right. Huh. I mean, I I would assume he's going to start, but I, I don't know if that was just insurance for the Jets. I honestly have no well, idea. Well, if it's not him, it's some no name Wilson. that I've never yeah. heard of. Uh Rams at the Texans. This sounds like Boy, more lambs to the slaughter. That's got to be a That's got to be a two touchdown spread. Uh, Chargers are hosting the Patriots. That might be interesting. Okay. Interesting game. Yeah. Yes. Boy, when was the last time we could look at Seattle and say this is a garbage dump of a game?
1: Play well, Even
0: if they're involved, normally it would be something to decently watch. Se- but now you got Jacksonville.
1: Seattle reminds me of like um, this this little two three year run of Seattle. It kind of reminds me of the post Reggie White. Favre years. Like remember in the early two thousands when the Packers would go like nine and seven or ten and six and maybe make the playoffs, but it was really just kind of a pile of shit and Favre. You know, it just you know, you had Sam Congato mm-hmm. and you just had these random one year players that weren't that great, but you had Favre. Well that's kinda of Seattle. I mean Metcalf's pretty good as a receiver, but man, you take Russell Wilson off of that Seahawk team, they suck.
0: Find out how bad they, they really suck. Are, yes, uh, Washington and Denver, Ugh. another couple of losing record teams. Bad teams. Yeah, um, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. I don't know how New Orleans is four and two because I, I haven't watched any of them except for that Week One Jacksonville win over the Packers. But it doesn't. It seems like the record's a little misleading.
1: Yeah, it, I think it definitely is. And I now
0: mean. you got Tampa Bay going there, and I just I just figure. That New Orleans is going to get taken to the woodshed.
1: This is another game. If Tampa wins this game and goes up three uh, in the division, this division's done. It's wrap. Vikings were on
0: the bye last week. Now they get Sunday night against the Cowboys at home.
1: This will be a good game. I think this will be an entertaining game. I'm still not sure if Minnesota's good. I think we'll find out this week. Okay. With Dallas and then, oh, man. How? Well, we got two two out of three of the primetime games are good. Why would you think
0: if you're the league scheduling the Giants in a Monday night game, even if you get Kansas City, that that's a good idea. Because even if the Kansas City was good, then you've got a blowout on your hands. Why would you think that the Giants were going to be good? And or you ha- just want to pull the New
1: York market? Well, yeah, but you're putting them on the road. Like, if you're going to have that game, at least have it in, in New, New York, York, where you give the Giants a shot.
0: I mean, no they shot. might have
1: a shot this this time because Kansas City's in such dire straits, but it's now it's not an interesting game. So... Why one week do we have six teams on a buy and then another week we have two? I think Goodell wanted to ruin my fantasy season because I had like seven dudes on a buy last week. And you lost? Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So
0: Vegas and Baltimore are on the buys. That will, uh, almost 40 minutes of NFL chatter are right there. We'll go to college football. Just some quick stuff on the Badgers, um, they uh, apparently found a nice running back combination with Malusi and Braylon Allen out of Fond du Lac, who we were told about a dozen times during the game that he's only 17 years old. Uh, but he rushes for 100 yards, got a little bit of a fumble
1: problem. Why do they? Why do announcers do that? Like, we don't do that. No. When we call games. No. What, like, we what, don't just repeat the same thing what, over and over and over.
0: Random little tidbit that... The public would want to yeah. know that we would throw
1: out ten times. I don't know why they do that game. on a national. And even like Brian Anderson will do that on a Brewer game. He'll say like the same thing like seven times. It's like, dude, we get it.
0: Like I, t- I tweeted afterwards, like, oh, Braylon Allen being seventeen is going to be the new Ferguson is Barry Alvarez's <laughs> grandson. Right. Right. Like, like now that's
1: all and we're going to hear. Year it'll about. be God. He's a sophomore, but he's only eighteen. God, he's a senior, but he's only. Can you believe he's only a twenty-year-old? And the problem senior? is that we're having different announce crews, so that these yeah, guys are just. All, oh coming wow, to the, this is
0: really a cool tidbit, right? Where it's like we've been beaten over the head with this for a couple of weeks. Shut up! Find something else. These kinds of things work in a vacuum. You got to come up with so, a
1: tidbit on Storby that you just say over and over and over during every girl's game.
0: How would how would I not get you to just start laughing by like the fourth time I said it though? I'd
1: probably yeah. I would probably just stop talking if
0: I said it if like it was like what are you doing? Yeah, I'd, I'd get one of those. Like what are you doing? Yeah, I know we 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 know yeah, that we we know we're aware. The people sitting next to us in the stands are wearing. No, Coach Starbuck. He actually
1: only wears a size eight shoe. <laughs> like, who gives a shit?
0: Maybe if we can get a Home Quiz to say it over the PA, then everybody will know. <laughs> um, in the midst of just completely running over the Boilermakers, you pointed this out, and I guess I didn't even look at the totals. Mer- Graham Mertz only threw eight passes, which reminds me of the teams of yesteryear. When they really didn't need a quarterback to do anything. And maybe this is what Mertz needed. It's like, we're not, you think we're going to let you throw the ball? These guys are running it down their throats. You just relax and hand it off. You brought, up, you brought up an interesting point. Like, what does that do for your quarterback recruiting? You know, show them the game tape of this. Like, hey, you want to come to Wisconsin? This is all you're going to do. Which, I guess in the past, well, that's been the problem. But now you got one guy, and he's... Not, and I, I said this during the game, too. You remember when we all thought he was good last season against Illinois? It's the last time anybody really ever said yes. It was, the first, game the, it was yes. first game, yeah. And he threw five, I think he threw five touchdowns. Yeah. We were already like, this kid's really good. Well, now you look at the body of work and it's like, well, of course we thought he was good. He was playing the shittiest team in the West Division, and it was the first game of the season when nobody had really seen him have a full season right. under his belt. right. Now everybody is like, oh, we know how to beat this guy. And he'll, and he'll wind up
1: beating himself.
0: So. Yeah, I, I
1: think it's the the Badgers have not, the Badgers as a program have not looked good at the quarterback position now for a couple of years. You know, the way the Hornybrook thing went down was bad. Uh, the way the Cone thing went down was bad. I think optically, I think, I just don't think those were good looks for the program. And then you get Mertz, who's a highly touted guy, and like he's been bad. Like you have not you know, if I'm a kid looking at these programs, I wanna see a I wanna see the guys that are playing there now, I want to see their growth. And you're not seeing growth. And it's tough
0: because it's 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 reflective on the receivers who I I don't know whether they've been good or not because they don't get the ball. Right. I mean Danny Davis during his sophomore and junior years were like, This guy could make some plays. Prior's can fly down the field. He was doing jet sweeps and he was running, you know, fly patterns down the seam and he was getting open. It's like Mertz can't get him the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I, how are we supposed to know whether they've regressed or whether they, they are good? Because right now, your quarterback is basically inept. Right. The only thing he does is turn left or turn right
1: and hand it off. Well, and we're not watching the coaches cam where we're That's studying I mean. routes and shit. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, it's like
0: I'd have to ask one of the people that I know that covers the badges, like, are these receivers. Doing their jobs and getting open, and you know, is is merch just not finding them? I mean, right. I, I I can't answer that. Um, I'd have to ask somebody else. But um, they play Iowa this week. I think the over unders like at thirty six. Uh, both defenses are good. Both offenses are eh. So how the um, hell did Purdue beat Iowa? That the, was, I asked that how, after the game. And how the hell did they blow them out? Yes, in Iowa City. I don't know.
1: I, I, it feels to me like that was a uh, a total looking past game for Iowa they just beat Penn State they had the Badgers coming up around the corner and it feels like that Purdue game was maybe just maybe they didn't take them seriously I would
0: say but I but I I just didn't see anything from Purdue in that Badger game that would even give them a fighting chance
1: no at Iowa
0: me either so I and and for Purdue, they were ranked for like the first time since 2003 2005 they lasted one week and they the were
1: 25 game. right, right. yes yeah. yeah
0: and then the badgers just stomp them
1: well and i mean iowa being ranked two is kind of laughable it is but, but that's just how it worked right. out
0: it's just you know it's you just know, nine it's just is attrition. probably you know and nine to 15 is i would probably say where they belong i would say like early early teens yeah. you know something like that and that's fine because you know they're gonna go to a decent bowl game playing sec team or a good pack or Pac-12 team or somebody, and and they're going to get stomped.
1: But it is hilarious. As shitty as the Badger offense has been all year, and as mediocre as the as the team has been, they win Saturday. They're in the driver's seat to Correct. play in the Big Ten title game. Yes which is a joke. You got to beat We're, Iowa. They're probably going to either play Michigan or again or Ohio State and get stopped by either one. I mean, they got but they got Rutgers the following week, bad. They got a Northwestern. They got Northwestern at home, right? I uh, think he, it's at
0: home. And then they got um Nebraska and I think that's they at home. Stink. And they're bad and yeah. then you got to go to Minnesota. So but right, and they aren't very good. No. This is the game. Yeah.
1: You win this you game. You win this and
0: it's like okay, now you go to the Big Ten
1: title game, possibly, but What is the Badger record right now?
0: Three and three. Three and three. Yes.
1: I think they got two, two Big Ten And wins. they haven't lost to anybody in the West, right? They've lost to Michigan. I think they've they lost to they played, Penn State. They
0: beat Illinois. That's the only other team. Yeah, and Purdue's, I think, in the East. So, so they lost
1: to Michigan, Penn State, and who?
0: Uh Notre Dame.
1: Oh yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah. So right, nobody in the West. No. Nope, so answer. you could if you could win this game and still stumble once and still make it? Potentially, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know who Iowa has left on their schedule. Wow. Um, but, I mean, it really doesn't matter. You, you got to go in this one. It's 11 a.m. kick. Uh, I'm planning on being a little toasty by the time I get there. Good oh boy. Because um, it's my birthday and I want to enjoy things a little bit. Nice. Uh, baseball World Series starts tonight. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'm gonna check it out a little bit. You I'm watch, not gonna
0: sit down and watch the whole thing. What do we got here? What's what do we got for a time? We're almost okay. We first pitch is like a, any minute now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm I'm not. I'm, I didn't know if you would want to go early tonight so you could watch the game. But I,
1: those game that game will be five hours long. <laughs> They're just so long playoff games. I'm pulling for Atlanta. Yeah, um,
0: I kind of have to just because I don't want the I don't want a cheating team to win. Yeah,
1: you know, kind of in the memory of of Hank Aaron. Oh, here you go. You know, and right. uh, it's kind of cool that Dusty Baker, his old teammate, is coaching Houston. Um, but uh, I, I just like I said before, I just can't root for the Astros. Plus, yeah. you gotta go National League anyway. So, yeah, for sure. Team be na- that be nice. Team knocked out They the haven't course. won since ninety
0: five. Um, See, it's weird that it's been that long. Yeah, it really has.
1: Um, I just concerned if anybody has any pitching left. Any arms any good <laughs> yeah. anymore? These any, guys, everybody all dead. It's wild. It's wild the way they use pitching in the playoffs. I I don't understand it. I know there's math numbers and grids and shit that would tell me that I'm wrong, but, man. How'd you like to play be an baseball. analytics guy
0: for baseball nowadays? Like, all these equations
1: and stuff well, that Well, I think will... they are, the people that are in it, or they love it. But I wouldn't like it. You know, I'm not, I'm just not that enamored with... Those kind of stats.
0: What do you think those guys talk about when they talk about baseball and, like, formulas and, like... Warp
1: and vorp and... Yeah, stuff like that. Whips and hips and dips and nips and... I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's not like Patches of land. talking about dodgeball. <laughs> oh, my
1: God, that's great.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, um... So Brewers fired their hitting coach. Yeah, that's. I, I Somebody got, had to be a scapegoat here. You know what was hilarious? So they fired their hitting coach because their offense, let's be honest, stunk. for most of the year it wasn't very good. No, they came up with clutch. <laughs> but they still stuff. had. But Willie Adams and uh, Omar Narvaez both won silver sluggers for being the best hitters at their positions. So go figure. I mean, nah, it's not, just <laughs> like, like that's how sometimes in sports things just don't add up Mm -hmm. it's like we were talking about with the football records where it's like the brewers offense sucks but yet they have couple two guys who are who had great offensive years yeah that that doesn't
0: really make much sense uh and then uh uh uh, eddie cedar retired
1: eddie cedar retired yep don't get to have the double hand wave on opening day um don't get to
0: send guys home that just get thrown out at the plate by a mile
1: i think the brewers i really believe i'm i'm serious about this as serious as I get, um, I think next year for his retirement they ought to have an Ed Cedar bobblehead, where the bobblehead is just his head, because his head is mammoth. It should just be a head, just the head on the spring had, at the base. Yes, that's it. Eddie Cedar bobblehead head. It's like you're a fa- so it's like an Eddie
0: Cedar fat head bobblehead. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. There's your bobblehead opening day giveaway. Joe Robinson, pitch that, pitch it. Um, what are
0: you going to go into the into the meeting <laughs> and say? Here's my idea because Eddie has has a monster melon. Yep, and this will just go. I'm sure he would not be flattered by that. Eh. Would not. You don't want work to say here anymore. That. What does
1: he got to say about it?
0: So the Mets oh asked for permission
1: God. to interview Stearns. Yep,
0: and for the se- second or third consecutive year, at least second, at least second. second. Stearns says. Stern
1: se- or uh, Atanasio says, says no. no.
0: Because you're under contract.
1: Now it comes out today that they want want Matt Arnold, the assistant GM, and are probably going to offer him a contract here soon. So the Brewers, it sounds like um, if the I's are dotted and T's are crossed and everything works out, maybe losing a guy that everybody in that organization speaks very highly of and was, you know, if Stearns decided to leave, this guy was kind of the heir apparent. So,
0: well, that's one less team that's going to try to poach him now because they have somebody it is. else. And that was and that was
1: kind of the team that was looking right. to poach him the most. Uh, but you know, I mean, shit, you never know. One of these, you know, the Yankees could fire their Cashman any day and go hire somebody. Or he's can you imagine you know,
0: Stearns like learning that he's got an opportunity to play with a wallet like that? Yeah,
1: I mean, that'd be crazy. Like, but oh, wait
0: a minute, you have? You mean I have more money to yeah. spend? Yeah. I'm not used to that, so we'll see what happens there. Um, well, he's got another year under contract. Mm-hmm. Stearns does, and then there's a. It's weird. They said they, there's a team option, so they have the ability to bring him back, but not necessarily. Stearns, like, hey, I want to come back. And, yeah, but he it's can like, ask.
1: He can say at the end of the year, I'd like it's a, to move it's up on. To us.
0: And most most of the time, I don't think they'd, they they'd, they'd make you come back. No. So. All right, um, NBA bucks finish up a decent road trip. Dog, you're pulling my microphone. Oh, my God. Oh, he's I'm hooked let around. Let go, oh mi- go, go of your
1: microphone. Oh, this is going
0: to be good audio.
1: <laughs> Usually if you let go of the microphone. I almost called him Kramer. <laughs> Don't want to do that.
0: Come on, you Euchre, take that smelly toy out of here. So, uh, they they what, three-game road trip. Mm-hmm. They go down to Miami. They lose their first one. They get blown out, actually mm-hmm. forty forty some, and then they go to San Antonio to beat the Spurs, and then they beat the Pacers. And that was after their their opening ring kind of deal after the after the Nets. So now they're at so now they're at home for a couple games.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm pretty pleased at three and one. Honestly, yeah. um, you know the Miami game they got blown out. That was kind of you know. Miami was jacked for the game. The Bucks knocked him out last year in the playoffs. You had the PJ Tucker factor. He was jacked. He probably got Miami's guys jacked. The Bucks were missing half their roster. And it was I think it was their letdown game after the ring night. Sure. Honestly. Well yeah. You, you it's your first road game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't really I don't put any more stock in them getting blown out than I put in the the first night when they whip Brooklyn. It don't really matter. Okay. It's the first week of the year. Um Went to San Antonio, um, played pretty well, got the 10-point win. Last night against Indiana, again, played pretty well, got the 10-point win. Um, but they're really banged up. You know, they're missing four of their top seven guys. Yeah. You got Lopez, Holiday. Um, Portis. Portis and Dante and Olajé haven't even uh, played yet. So, And then Rodney Hood came back last night for his first game. So I'm not really too worried about it. Um, you know. You gotta remember Brooke Lopez is thirty four. He's seven feet tall. He weighs two hundred ninety pounds. He's got a back problem. Like that's large, what happens when you get old. Large human being. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, they're gonna be smart and cautious with him. Holiday's got had a foot problem. He's kinda had it here since the beginning of the season, so they're just kinda, you know, taking it day by day with him. I think I think we're gonna see him play a few games and sit a few games here in the near future. I'm not sure when DiVincenzo is supposed to come back. I think it's still a couple weeks yet.
0: Now, what did he – did he have torn ligaments in his ankles? Torn ligament, yeah. yeah okay. So he
1: had to have some surgery. That's a
0: long – this has been a long time for him, hasn't well, it? Well,
1: the playoff, playoffs last year? I mean, last that was year? May. Okay. It was May. Yeah. So it's, you know, not even, what, five months, I guess? Okay. It's not too bad. Um, Sounds like Portis is close. He's been having a hamstring injury. Um, sounds like he's close to playing. And Ojale, as I believe his has been a calf issue, I would think he'd be ready to play pretty soon. So okay. – it would be nice to get some of these guys back because they, you know, like the other night in San Antonio, Middleton played 39 minutes. That's too many. It's too many at this time of year for him to be playing. Giannis is playing in the mid-30s. You'd like to scale that back a little bit, maybe give those guys a day off if need be. But, uh, you know, nice nice start to the season. They got uh, Minnesota at home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. San Antonio at home Saturday, which is funny. I mean, five games into the six games into the season, yeah, you're already you're done, done, in done with San Antonio. The yeah. And then uh, Sunday they got Utah, which uh, is always a good game. So you gonna
0: go to any of those? Still, no, still too early for you to go to. A yeah, game?
1: I haven't got. Uh, I haven't even really looked at anything to uh, to get into. I'll probably wait till the second half of the year, kind of once uh, I figure out our our basketball schedule, sure. how that's playing out too. Okay. So. All right, um, why don't
0: you go around the league a little bit. I'm, I mean, obviously, I haven't been yeah, watching I, the way you have. I do know that much. the Bulls, I saw the Bulls
1: are off to their first 4-0 start since the mid-90s. Yeah, 96-97 championship year for the Bulls. That's um, unbelievable. Yeah, there there's three undefeated teams right now. Bulls are 4-0, Golden State's 3-0, and Utah's 2-0. and um, The Hornets are kind of a surprising 3-1 and to start. Uh, Lakers and Nets have struggled out of the gate. Uh, Lakers are one and two, I believe they play tonight. Uh, they got a couple of easy games coming up though. So I think before you know it, they're going to be five and two, six and two. And, um, the nets have been a little up and down. Um, Kevin Durant's been fantastic. I think he's averaging about 35 a game right now. James Harden has not been very good. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the nets play out with no Kyrie Irving and, and you know what? they they've got a decent roster but they're old. It's same thing with the Lakers man like you know Paul Millsap and LaMarcus Aldridge and and Blake Griffin a couple of these guys on the Nets they're in their mid 30s. They've been around a long time. They got a lot of miles same with the Lakers um so was, you know those two teams I think they're going to be kind of up and down all season long. They both of them are just kind of biding their time to the playoffs.
0: So He's already, I mean, it's well, that's the beginning of the what, season, you know, and that's, when, that's the plan.
1: That's the thing with, with the NBA now, with guys like LeBron and Kevin Durant, these guys that they're, it becomes more about their own individual legacies at the end of the day than anything else, because, like, LeBron doesn't really care if his team wins 50 or 60 games. He'd be fine if they went 41-41 and 41 if they won the title. So, because that's really all that, at this point, LeBron cares or about is trying you, to win a title. Rings, sure.
0: So. All right. um, So again, Bucks tomorrow. College hoops. uh, They said that this was a secret scrimmage that nobody really knew about until after it happened Mm -hmm. with the Badgers and Loyola. Yeah, they do Um, this
1: now in college basketball. But they they did a couple couple years ago. Well, it's it's they tell people, but nobody can go. No media can go. Nothing. It's just the teams and the coaches. It's basically like a. It's a scrimmage, but it's like a practice, more or less. They have
0: referees, or I think
1: so. Yeah, I think a, they play it like a game, but at the same time, it's also a practice. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Interesting.
0: Uh, and the uh, and
1: Wisconsin lost by yeah. 15 to Loyola. Mm-hmm. So, which n- isn't too shocking. I don't think anybody should, you know, be really surprised. Loyola is always a good team. They've been good in the tournament the last few years. The Badgers are going to take their lumps this They're year. Young. This
0: year's probably going to be a They're little young. rough.
1: Them and Marquette both are very young. They got a lot of new guys. They got Mar- grad transfers. Marquette at least
0: has the appeal of a new coach and mm-hmm, kind of getting mm-hmm. some, you know, trying to shine that whole thing up and you know start something.
1: Well, and there's <laughs> there's going to be a lot of external pressure on Greg Gard this year uh, from the alumni and the fan base. I'm not sure from uh, the athletic department necessarily. They probably see the chips that are on the yeah, table. They understand that this is a rebuilding year, but I think the fan base is is they're ready for him to not be the coach anymore. And then when you factor in all this crap that came out over the offseason mm-hmm. with the secret uh, tape recording and all that, there's a lot of people that I know that are Badger fans that are flat-out done with guard. Uh, would love to see him move mm-hmm. on. But, you know, look, Marquette went through the same thing when they had Tom Crane. Tom Crane had a lot of success, took him to the Final Four, kind of turned that program around. But people were kind of ready for him to go, and when he left, they were fine with it. And since he left, you know, Buzz Williams had a couple of decent years. Yeah, but he did. the Wojo era did not go well. No. And there's no guarantee that the Shaka Smart era will go well. So, you know, be careful what you wish for. Um, you know, Bennett and Ryan and now Guard have built the Badgers into a very respectable program that the Wisconsin was not for 50 years before <laughs> that. So, you know, be careful because I'm yeah. not – I think Badger fans always think that the, you know, the Badger football or the Badger basketball job is really, really desirable. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because I don't, the the recruiting base here is not huge. So, you know, basketball's gotten better. But, you know, at the end of the day, when, when the big dogs, when the blue bloods come calling, Jalen Johnson's going to go to Duke. Tyler Hero's going to go to Kentucky. I mean, that's just the way it is.
0: Patrick Baldwin seems to be an anomaly.
1: And if his dad wasn't the coach at UWM, he'd be at one of those schools. So that's that's just the nature of the beast. But, you know, Marquette played Boston College. I haven't heard how any of that went. They went out east and did that. haven't heard any uh, any results or who played well or who didn't. Um, But the season's coming fast, man. We're only about... Two and a half weeks away, both teams open on November 9th.
0: Yeah, Wisconsin plays St. Francis, Brooklyn. Yeah. I've never, I didn't even know that was a school that had a basketball team, the Red Flash.
1: Some dinky little school that sometimes they have a guy that can throw in 30, but...
0: But uh, but against a decent school, they'll hold them to like a dozen. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, basically, I mean, any other year, I think, with the Badgers, this would just be a pin-me-pay-me kind of thing, and it might be... They might be that bad. You don't know. And and Wisconsin might actually show you something, but you, you're you not going to find out much about either team. You're not going to find anything about Wisconsin against St. Francis, Brooklyn, unless they lose. We're then right. you know it's probably, holy shit, what is going on?
1: And it's the first game of the season. You never really know what you're going to get. They
0: do play an exhibition game on Friday against your UW Whitewater Warhawks.
1: Oh, that's right. Warhawks get them this year.
0: Yeah, it's it's the guarding. I think it's the guarding against cancer event yeah. at uh, at at the Cole Center. So we're actually airing that game because we don't
1: have nah. any high school football. Well, Marquette opens up that night against SIU Edwardsville. Bill, Sure, so another another powerhouse.
0: Big time. Yeah, big time. All right. Um, what did we touch on last week? That was local. The Craig Milton thing. That's right. Yeah. So you and I kind of talked yesterday in in the in the face of all this stuff that is going on with this uh, sports complex slash ice arena slash conference center slash whatever we can get out of it type thing, we figured we would do, we would kind of touch on just a little bit of the local flavor stuff. Because you and I have kind of talked about about hockey just kind of in passing the last couple of years, just in the need for rink time and just what a, a niche sport in which in a you know, small cluster of kids. But there seems to be... In talking to people and and hearing from people, there seems to be enough kids that want to play and get involved to the point where there's only one place you can do it and you need more because otherwise you're trying to find other communities that have hockey rinks that are open and you don't really see a whole lot of them.
1: Um, Well, it's because like what you said, it's because it's a niche sport. I mean, that's why smaller communities like Milton, Edgerton, and Evansville don't have high ice rinks. No. Because there's just not enough calling for it. To
0: my knowledge, Milton is still going to Stoughton to practice because they have a hockey team. Mm. Um, okay. And that that would be a pain in the ass to do every It's hilarious every that night. Milton
1: has a hockey team and Janesville has a, co-op, has a team. co-op team, but yet we need all these ice rinks. I don't know. I'm very conflicted about the whole thing. I mean, we talked about it beforehand. Let me. I am... I am all in favor of a sports complex for kids to go play uh, and work on their games. But f- from everything that I have heard and read, that's not what this is going to be. This is going to be an ice rink. This is going to be the replacement for the current ice arena.
0: Now, are we sure that it is a replacement and a not an addition? Well, is this thing going to shut down yeah. and nobody's going to be there?
1: I don't. That I don't know. Okay. Um, there's another
0: question that I would like answer. Yeah,
1: are they going to continue to pour money into that thing while also pouring money into this new complex? I mean, look, I I get it. You know, there's hockey and there's figure skating and there's open skate and there's all these needs for ring space. I get it, but like, isn't that the same for every sport?
0: Yeah, but think like, about think about. I I think the numbers are a little bit uneven. Where it's if you need Youth level, JBA, smaller than that, basketball players, the number of courts that are available to play at, at I mean, parochial schools. If you can get on them, schools. that's the that's but, the but That's dog. what I mean. The, the number of courts that are available for kids to play basketball on, uh, you know, commensurate with that, far is a better ratio than availability of ice time. For kids at every
1: single level that want to play. There's one place. Sure, I I get it. And look, I'm not against them building this complex and having an ice rink in it. But, you know, I read the other day they want to have a 1,600-seat ice rink. When the fuck are you going to have 1,600 people watching a hockey game in Janesville? When?
0: That's what they thought the Jets were going to have. The Jets are
1: never going to have that. Jets can barely draw 500 people. You know, and they're the ones that are pushing this, obviously, because... You know they want to play in a better facility than the in, old ice yes, arena. That's right. But um, they're 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 wishing for the moon here with some of their asks. In my opinion, um, you know I want. I said to you before. I think that complex should have a, a, a rink in it. That's fine. But I think the rest of the complex should have basketball courts. The ability to play volleyball on those courts. You should have batting cages. You should have golf simulators, you could have jugs machines for football, you could have all kinds of different stuff for all kinds of different sports. Sports. But they seem to kind of want to narrow this down to it being an ice arena, but not call it an ice arena because they already tried that five years ago and they know they won't get the support to build this thing. And the dollar figures keep changing. Pre pandemic it was over thirty million. Post-pandemic, somehow it's less money, which I don't know if anybody's ever been to the grocery store or tried to buy a car. This shit ain't going down in price, so I don't know why a building would. Um, The number that flabbergasts
0: me is how much we're paying to get this thing looked at to draw a plan for it. $2 million. You brought up a great point when we were upstairs shooting the breeze in your kitchen, is that when somebody else... Uh, wanted to try and get the Jamesville Youth Sports Complex of baseball and softball said they went to Verona and said can we see what you guys did
1: and Verona went here you go take a look. Yeah I think they I think they copied a lot of it and I think they had to probably compensate I'm for sure, some of that. But do you think it was two million dollars?
0: No. So what where I, I, I don't need a breakdown of all the pens and pencils that are needed to sure, you know For every transaction that this, but I would like to know exactly what fees are associated with trying to find out who needs to draw the blueprints and come up with the structural integrity plans and all, and the construction, all that stuff. I want to know exactly why it costs
1: $2 million and whether we shop this around or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of questions like that. You know, this, is this thing going to be open to the public? I would guess. No, you're going to have to pay to use this. Um, which I'm not sure is going to fly. You know, if I live on the south side or the far west side of Janesville, wh- what does this do for me? You're raising my taxes. You're telling me I have to pay to use it, and I basically live closer to Madison, damn near than I do to this thing. Well, like, I mean, it's, it's a hard sell, and that's why in Br- your your cohort Brummel, Tim Brummel talked about it on his show today. That's why they don't want this thing to go to referendum. Because they know that half the city is like, we're never going to even go near this place. I saw somebody in some of the comments today on Facebook, which, you know, you take them with a grain of salt. But one guy had a good point. He's like, you can't drive up Milton Avenue right anyway. And now you're going to throw in this thing and you're going to try to have these big, uh, uh, supposedly you're going to have all these big weekend tournaments. It's like, man, you ain't even going to, nobody's even going to want to go there. So I, I don't know. I I have a lot of questions, not most of which haven't been answered. I know you have a lot of questions, most of which haven't been answered. But like I said, I'm in favor of a complex for kids to go because if we'd have had this, we'd have loved it. But you got to make it accessible for the lower-income kid who may not have the kind of money to be paying $5 every time he wants to go there. Mm-hmm. And you got to have the availability Other uses other than hockey, and it can't be that it's going to be a conference convention center. Like you can't tell me that. Oh yeah, by the way, I want to. You can't use the basketball courts today because we're having a convention. Forward Janesville's here, but it's a sports complex. So, I don't know. It's 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 tough as a as a sports guy and somebody who you and i both are involved in the high school athletics i want these teams to be good right we be for for our own selfish reasons of we want to call better games we want to we want to go to the state tournament and call a game and all that stuff and and you know having these kind of things in theory can help that i think that the new sports complex uh, that's built up here on Withering Hills by my house has contributed a lot
0: Kicks ass. to the fact Absolutely. that our, our baseball
1: program has consistently taken off. I mm-hmm. think that's been a big factor. Hundred percent. But you know, we, I, I don't think. I think if it gets pigeonholed, if it's too much hockey, and if people think it's too much hockey, it's just not going to work because these places are never profitable in in of them themselves. If they were, everybody'd build them. It's just tough to find a balance because, like you said,
0: the need is... No,
1: Collis, I'm not anti-hockey.
0: <laughs> kind of, but not really. should hear what he says not on the podcast. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, it's like, I would just like to have people offer up a solution. You talked about the Jets when, when we were, like, before we did this. It's like, why are we making the other youth teams or the high school teams Take the shitty times that are available to get on the ice when the Jets are in town, and as far as I can tell, uh, none of them have any responsibilities whatsoever other than to
1: play hockey. You mean the players?
0: Yes, yeah. their schedules are pretty much free and clear, unless I don't know what I'm talking about, which might be I mean, maybe they have a job. M- maybe they have jobs. But I don't think they go to school. Maybe they're maybe they're I you don't know, know taking a, a class online. I don't know, but it would seem to me, and I don't know the availability of the coach, because I'm sure he has a full-time job, too, I would think, unless he's just the Janesville Jets coach. Maybe they can't practice at 1 o'clock in the afternoon while all the kids are in school, so that when the bell rings, hey, the you know the little squirts and the bantam and and all the whatever, peewees, and I don't even know what the language is, before the high school kids can get on the ice at like 6, 7 o'clock. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't a, know why that and can't as, happen.
1: And, a, and as a... Janesville taxpayer who doesn't give a shit about the Janesville Jets and never will. I don't care if they want a bigger arena to play in. I'm not concerned about them. I am more concerned about the fact that we have a a city of 65,000 people and we can't field two hockey, uh, hockey teams in this town. That should be a bigger concern. If you want to build the ice arena uh, or, you know, this new complex with multiple ice sheets, Sell it to me that you want the hockey program in town to be better. Don't, don't have the Jamesville Jets be the ones at the forefront pushing this because they are. And they're not from here. They're not from here. I don't know any of these people. I don't know any of these players. They mean nothing to me. They're, they're just people. You As know? soon as they're done playing on the team, they're going to go, go someplace gone, else. And they're going to bring in new people that I don't know you know these aren't families and and people and legacies that have grown up here over the over I, the years i think that's a
0: really good point that i think maybe the community would need to be told about more like you said and and maybe give it to that angle where it's you know if if you want to sell it like like the Janesville Youth Sports Complex in baseball, and look at all the tournaments we've hosted, you know, the Midwest Regionals or the World Series here, and teams from all over the place have come in, and now we have a chance to do that with hockey, and we're going to get all these people here, whether you like it or not, and think that that area can can withstand that many, and whether we have the infrastructure and and the places to, to, to hold them, and hotels and places to eat and shop and do all that stuff, that's great, but... Tell me that this gives me an opportunity to see the programs and the kids, more kids get involved and watch them get better as the numbers grow.
1: Well, look, you and I, I mean, you and I experienced this a hundredfold in college when we were going to Whitewater. When we first got to Whitewater, the Williams Center in yes. 99, when it was a dump. Mm-hmm. The weight room was old as shit. The, the locker rooms were terrible. It was just, it was old. And then uh, DLK put up all that money, and they got the Katchel Center built, and they built basketball courts, tracks, uh, places you could hit golf ball. They had all this stuff in there. They got a brand-new weight room in there. And what happened? Basketball wins a couple national titles. Football the football program like takes, row, takes off and yes. wins all these national titles, and they're they're a power now. Volleyball, women's volleyball National great. championships. I mean, the baseball program has taken off. They fixed up all the fields over there, so – Yes, that's, that can happen, but I want it to happen for us, for the local people, for the kids in high school. That's who we need to be worried about, mm-hmm. not some semi-pro hockey team. That's just my opinion. I'm just one man, but that's what I think. I, I, would, I would love to see the opportunity for middle school and younger kids to be able to go in there at will and... You know, it, if you got to charge them, charge them a buck. But it can't be some kind of, you know, $10 a month membership because there's just too many kids that aren't going to be able to afford that.
0: Right. They have a problem right now, and, and you and I were talking about it again. One of our things we were just kind of talking about before we, we we started recording is that hockey costs enough money. Yeah. With equipment and, and travel. It's got to be the most expensive youth sport to Right, play. with all this traveling and, and, and all the stuff that you have to buy. So... Why would you do what you can to keep people out of a place to play it? You know what I mean? You got to give kids a break somewhere. So if you're going to do this, hopefully donors will keep donating and try and, and keep that down. But I, if, if it gets, if it gets involved in city hands, I don't see that happening, personally.
1: Anytime the government gets involved, they fuck it up. And I don't think this will be any different. So
0: Unfortunately. Well, this isn't going to get resolved anytime soon. And, and that, they, we do no. not even go into where the money is going to come from, which we're rolling the bed and we're... And I mean,
1: we're, you know, Sears, is the mall is going to give them Sears, but they're not going to hold on to it indefinitely. And there's tax ramifications for the really city. And a it's, stuff. it's a mess. All right. That is the intentional
0: foul for this week. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Download, subscribe, tell your friends. We would appreciate that. Uh, we'll do it again for you next week. Um. Post Halloween, your favorite holiday coming up where you get to turn off the lights and. I know, it's
1: great. It's Sunday, too. I can just start a fire. <laughs> watch, watch football not and not worry about anything. Ignore all the little shits coming around. Hey, come on. There no. ain't really that many on my street anyway, so I'm, I'm good there.
0: Until next week, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you then. Go, books!